Bitches, I'm Maggie B. And I'm Maggie D. We are a comedic mystic podcast for Mystic Newbies by Mystic Newbies. We are just slowly getting into mysticism with all of y'all. Our first segment we like to call Witching and Bitching. We just get into some general chitty chatty. Witching and bitching. Oh, I have the funniest thing to tell you. First of all, we spent like 15 minutes before this episode trying to come up with stuff to talk about. Like, sometimes we have so much to talk about that, like, we can't even get to all of it. And then sometimes it just feels like we're like, oh, I don't know what we should talk about. And then we just, we have no idea. And I was thinking about that we did have someone write in to us once. And they were like, we had talked about whether people were cool if we, like, just chatted. And did they care if it wasn't particularly mystic-based. And they were like, yeah, I also listen to this podcast that's, like, two hours. So if you wanted to do, like, a two-hour podcast, I would listen to it. Insanity. I don't understand how yeah. there are podcasts that are longer than, like, 45 minutes. Because you and I love to talk. We could talk forever. And yet, I don't have enough to talk about for a two-hour podcast. Well, to be fair, though, it's not, like, I feel like, I especially don't know how two-hour podcasts are doing it right now, because it is literally, like, there, there's nothing. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I don't see anybody besides my work, which is not exciting in the least at all. So, like, we were sitting here trying to come up with something, and I was like, I mean, my dog rolled in poop. Like, that's the big event that happened to me in the past three days. <laughs> And I was like, we're not talking about that. And yet, we are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what the main topic of conversation for this. <laughs> but we did have someone message us and they were asking about, they wanted to start doing a weekly tarot reading, but that they wanted to read their tarot like that day. They didn't want to wait for the weekly read. And... You and I both agree. We're like, just do it. Like when the when it's telling you to read them, just do it. And you were talking about how like you're starting to get into intuition more and like believe and trust in your intuition. And if your intuition is saying, do it, then do it. And so I just thought this was interesting that I have been reading recently, and I shuffle my cards like a lot. And every time I pull a sword. Like, not a single sword, but it could be any variation. But it's always swords. And so I was like, what does this mean? Like, what? And so, as we know, the suit of the swords is associated with masculinity and intellect, but also sorrow and misfortune. So I thought that oh, was, like, really, I was like, what is it telling me? And I had been going through, like, some shit. So I guess, like, that's what it was just like. As It was like, in case you forgot that you were going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> You are for sure going through some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it just wanted to remind you, like, when you were trying to escape through mysticism, it was like, you can't. You are going through some shit. 
<laughs> it's funny to me um, that that's what it means because I would just like to take a, a, a look at the multiple ways that things can be seen. Because when I was going through all of my shit last year, I did pull the Queen of Swords a lot. And she is someone who tells you to quit listening to your, you know, your panicking anxiety brain and to look at the facts and, you know, just rely on those facts. So I actually use the Queen of Swords, like, she's kind of my herald, you know what I mean? Like, she um, is who I think of when I'm having, like, an anxiety spell. Like, I'm like, Queen of Swords, what are the facts? What's real? What is your brain making up? You know, and she is kind of like a guardian angel to me. So I think it's funny that the swords are like, you're going through it. Because, like, I also, they do mean you're going through it, but I also use her to tell me to not go through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got, at one point I got the four of swords, which in my deck, which is the wild unknown tarot, which has never done me dirty. You know, like, I read other people's decks and I'm like, I don't know if I, like, really connect to this. And anytime I read my deck, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is, this is it. And the four for my deck is hope. So it's like, the swords is not bad. It's just, like, it's just saying, It's just telling you. You're going through some shit. But then every time I, like, pull a card that particularly resonates, and I, like, I'm not ready to, I don't know, like, I want to believe it so bad, then I, like, leave it on top of the deck face up, and then I leave it in my room, and I, like, walk past it a bunch. As if, like, I can convince everything else that I, like, to believe in my cards. You know, I'm like, I believe in them. Now everything else needs to believe in them, too. And it was so meaningful for me to get the hope card. I was like, should I get this tattooed on myself? And then I went through, like, this crazy thing because, like, I'm not even practicing as a Jew, you know, I don't believe in that structure of it, but it is still, like, an important part of my heritage. And if you, you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have a tattoo. So then I went through this, like, crazy, like, evaluation of, like, I was like, okay, well, one day if my parents, if my parents, when my parents pass, they will eventually, I hate to say it, I said if they do. <laughs> As if they're gonna- no, it's an if, it's definitely an if. They're going to be the first to live forever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's that I was like, okay, well, I imagine my father will be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And then my mom will be buried with him because that's how it works. And then I was like, well, then I would want to be buried with my family. And then I was like, but if you get a tattoo, then you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And then it created this whole, like, I had to really, like, deeply evaluate my plans for the afterlife. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's like, I know that that's healthy, but I'm also like, is this healthy? Like, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be evaluating our plans for the afterlife well, it wasn't right like my timeline of, like, when I die. It was just like, okay, and then when you're laid to rest, like, where... And then I was like, wow, now I have to actually consider, like, where... And then, and then I'm like, do I need to ask my parents where they're planning to be buried? Like... Well, like, are they planning to be buried? Maybe they're going to be cremated. I know, now I have to ask them. And they're going to be like, why? And I'll be like, well, because the tarot card told me to hope, and now I need a tarot card tattooed on me. (laughs) And your mom doesn't even like piercing, so she's definitely not going to like the tattoo idea. No, my parents don't like tattoos. Like, they're like, do whatever you want, but it's not their preference, you know? So that was crazy. Uh, well, and fingers then, crossed that they're getting cremated. <laughs> I know. And then I have to think, I do want to be buried with my family, but I also want to be 
cremated and then put in one of those urns that like grows into a tree. You know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. So, yeah. so I guess it doesn't matter in the end. Can you do both? Like, is that really morbid to be like, could you just bury part of me in the cemetery and then cremate the other half of me? I imagine people do get like laid to rest in multiple places. I imagine that they wouldn't just like cremate half of you. I think they just cremate all of you. <laughs> and then like some of you would go into the cemetery and some of you would be wherever else you want to be. I don't imagine like that they're like, all right, now would you like the top half or the bottom half cremated? <laughs> Left or right? I would, I would definitely want the bottom half cremated. <laughs> <laughs> I would want my top half to be with my family so they wouldn't be buried with my butt. It, Dad it'd just be like no? a reminder. <laughs> well, it would just be a reminder to my mom and my sister that I took their, both of their butts because they don't have any butt and I have a lot. So really just be cruel to be... To have my butt buried with them. But my whole family is getting cremated. We're all a bunch of hippies. Like, we're like, we're like, we're not doing that whole thing. Just like, throw us to the wind, baby. Throw us over a bridge. We're fine. So I can't be buried with them. <laughs> well, you can be dumped in the same spot. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay, and then the other thing I came up with to talk about was a little astrology. Or a whole astrology. I don't know where this one fits, so you can decide. <laughs> I'll be the deciding factor. So I have a friend who is a Gemini, and not even due to the pandemic, like I don't see them a lot. I realized that every time they reach out to me, they always ask for something. So like, I will reach out to them and be like, oh, I just remembered this funny story and I thought you would like appreciate it or whatever. And they'll respond and be like, oh yeah, that is funny. But every time that like they call me or something, they ask for something. Like one time they asked, like I hadn't heard from them in weeks and they called and they were like, oh, hey, I'm like applying for a job. Can I put you down as a reference? And I was like, of course, you know, but like, yeah. just every time they call, they ask for something. And I was mm. like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't appreciate it. You know, I'm one of those people who like, I don't know, I like reciprocity in friendship and that it's not about giving and receiving. It's about like, I share my time with you, you share your time with me kind of thing. Um, That is a hard one, especially because... Like, so often we're buried in our own world that we don't realize. Like, I'm not saying, like, I okay, don't think Okay, I guess good. I'll provide more context. So, yes, like, yes, yes. they have another friend that lives in the same city as us, as you and me. And okay. they have been to visit this friend. Like, things happen, like, the friend is wants to spend the weekend with them. So they say, come up, come visit me. And they, like, come visit. And then when they're here, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you should come to brunch with us. Like, you should pop in and spend time. You should come to me and spend time with me. Yeah. But then, and I have been to visit her where she lives before, but she has never been to visit me in the specific city and then seen her other friend. I'm always, like, added in there, like, oh, come to brunch. Fifteen of us are going to brunch, so you can, like, come and meet us. <laughs> And stuff yeah. like that, where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if that's just like a Gemini thing, like that's just the relationship we formed, or if that's like our particular relationship. 
Yeah, I mean, because we have a bunch of, like, women Gemini friends, and I feel like that's not normally their mode of communicating because they're such communicators that they're always, like, reaching out and creating a group text or, you know and what I mean? Like, I have many... Gemini friend is such an acts of service friend. Like, yes. if I was like, so... hey, I need, like, a ride, she'd be like, I'm already here. <laughs> Literally, yeah, no, absolutely. So it, it doesn't seem to me like that's really a Gemini quality. Like it feels like, because I don't feel like Geminis necessarily just like use people to get what they want. Like that, that's never something that I have like associated with Geminis. You know, maybe sometimes men Gemini, but that's because I have a problem with men. <laughs> um. So I don't know, it seems like, I don't think this is astrology. I feel like this is like astrology or a-hole. And I kind of feel like they're being an a-hole. And then it becomes this thing because, like, you know, everything we're always like, it's about communication. But then I'm like, okay, I don't want to be... You're communicating with them. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't want to be an a-hole because I know that this particular time is full of unprecedented events. And I'm like, I don't want to be like, you need to put in more work and then have them be like, well, I'm struggling. But I'm also like, but you can't just reach out to me like every three months and ask me for something. Yeah, no. And I think that's, I think that's totally fair. But I also think like, that's up to you if of like what you want to put into that. Like, is this person worth the effort of being like, I want to see, you know, like you're not putting in enough effort into our relationship. Because for me personally, there are just times when I know that someone doesn't put any effort into our relationship, but I'm like, I'm not going to put that effort into even call them out about it. Like, cause I don't care. I think that's, yeah, really that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a really tough one. Cause it's just like, where do you best expend your energy? And is this a good, like, cause it could be like, if you're like, no, I really do want to like work things out with this person and and get a better friendship with them then that's a great like expense of your energy but if you're like I just don't even care about this person like and how they interact with my life then like that's maybe not the best expense of your energy to like have that conversation with them but I always walk that fine line of that is like the hardest thing for me ever to be like when do I expend the energy and when is that taking from me so like I I, this is hard. <laughs> I know. I want it. I do care, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to do the energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do care about the friendship, but like, what does it benefit me if I'm like, <laughs> you need to pay more attention to me other than when you need something, <laughs> you know, like then I'm having to do more. Yes. <laughs> I'm having to do more for that. Just to be like, don't just call me when you want something. <laughs> yes. Well, our our friend Ravi recently kind of slapped me in the face with some knowledge where he was like, you know, you are always, you know, like it, it, we were talking about dating, you know, and he was just like, why are you holding out for people that don't, you know, like people, I don't want to say people have to prove their love. I don't like that sentiment and I don't, like, well, I'm I not a hundred. We don't mean prove as in, like, I do think people have to prove their love. I don't mean prove as in, like, grand gesture. Like, it's not, but, like, there are ways where it's, like, even if you just send a text message that's, like, hey, I can't really chat, but I was thinking about you. 
Like, that's proof that you're, like, there for that person. If you have that, you know what yeah. I mean? It just, I don't need, like, gifts and, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So I do think people yeah. have to hold space for each other, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's overall, like, I feel like the question you asked is kind of the question that I ask myself, like, 50,000 times a day, so I really don't have a good answer to that. <laughs> oh, God, because that is just, like, that's one of the hardest things about life, is just deciding where you're putting your energy in and your relationships and, like, what what makes the most sense, and I don't fucking know. <laughs> But Maggie, oh. together we have over 50 years of life experience. <laughs> we should be better at this by now. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, a quarter of, is it a quarter of a century? Is that right? Or is it a half of a century? How much a is half. a century? I think a quarter is like the same value as, um, you know, like a quarter. You know, like 25 cents. <laughs> well, so we have half a century's worth of knowledge between the two of us and I still don't know life's hard so that's that's the astrology or no it's the astrology or a-hole and a-hole but also astrology I don't know (laughs) there we go yeah we haven't come down on like full a-hole before I think this is no Well, I think like most, you know, here I am Miss philosophy right now, but I'm like, I never want to come down full a-hole because I'm like, there's a lot, you know, unless you're a serial killer. I'm like, there is a lot that makes up you as a person. So no one's full a-hole. I don't want to say no one. There are some people who are full a-hole, but you know, there were a lot of events that led to that in their lifetime. I'm sure. Yeah. See, we thought we didn't have anything to talk about. And there you go. So, there you go. That's our... I say there you go a lot. That's our section. That's my transition word. Now we get to get into numerology. Before we talk about numerology, you know we got to get into them addendums. Addendum. Addendum one. We are in the middle of a pandemic. This is not related to the podcast. I just think it's important to still encourage people to wear masks and socially distance and do your part to stop the spread. The second addendum is that we, our whole gimmick is that we don't know anything. We're just slowly learning about it. We are the approachable side of learning about mysticism. We're not going to get it all right. We're not promising to get it all right. If you would like to add some information, we would love for you to reach out to us at Zodiac Bitches Pod, hello at zodiacbitches.com, zodiacbitches.com, all those things in the description of this episode. We want to hear from you. We want you to share your knowledge. Most of you will know more than us. If you would like to disagree, that's fine. There, There's allowed to be Discord. Be nice about it. And uh, if you would like to take it up with the author, then reach out to the author. She has an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> She might be listening to this episode right now. <laughs> yeah, we tagged her in something, and she was like, okay, I'll listen. And we were like, we'll see. Um, but we really haven't gotten into much numerology. So now, we I think we're finally doing it. We're actually getting into it. So what's our source? What are we learning about? All right. So our source is A Beginner's Guide to Numerology. And then the other day when I was trying to link the author in my Instagram post, I realized that also part of the title is 
decode relationships, maximize opportunities, and discover your destiny. So that is also part of the title. I'm not going to say that every time. And it is by Joy Woodward, who created her business, The Joy of Numerology. And we are getting into numerology today. It is happening. I'm a little confused, but I'm very excited to share it with you. (laughs) The first part of this chapter fucking blew my goddamn mind, Maggie. Okay, get ready. Get the fuck ready. You came into this world as a soul and without memory of your previous incarnations. So we are talking about multiple lifetimes here. With the help of your personal spirit guides, you entered into an agreement I call your soul contract. Now that's soul as in S-O-U-L, your person's soul, your soul contract. And now this contract was carefully negotiated to bring you the lessons and experiences your essence craves and to help you achieve maximum growth and soul evolution while here on earth. (laughs) I have so many questions, but my number one thing is like, When I was negotiating my soul contract, was my soul the same soul that's in this body? Because I am not a good negotiator. I negotiate with myself on everything. So like, was I afraid to speak up and ask my, what did did she call it? My spirit guide, my personal spirit guide. Was I afraid to ask that spirit guide for what I really wanted? You were like, traumatize me. I was like, make it rough. Make it (laughs) choke me, bitch. (laughs) Like, it's just the fact that we have a personal spirit guide. Okay, okay, this is getting into that. So there's that meme where it's like, you know, you're doing something on your computer and then the FBI agent who watches you through your laptop screen, like, (laughs) does something, right? This is like, and then someone once pointed out something that's so hilarious, which is, that assumes that there's a world where there's an FBI agent for each person who uses a device. So this implies that for each soul, there is a spirit guide. Now, does uh, one spirit guide negotiate for multiple souls? Or is this a one-on-one, like a, like a really excellent college to college professor to student ratio? Like, what... <laughs> I like to believe my mom told me growing up that the tooth fairy, like, had, was, like, everyone had their own personal tooth fairy, and she, like, mine was Sparkles, um, so I really like to believe that maybe those beings are one and the same. Okay, so the tooth fairy- Everyone has their own personal one. Okay. You've got your own- And mine is Sparkles. (laughs) You've got your own spirit guide. How do you get to become a spirit guide? Is this very similar to the good place? Like, do you get to graduate to becoming, like, an architect? What happens? I I feel like it's a rigorous degree program. Like, (laughs) you're going to have to defend a lot of theses (laughs) to be be able to become someone's spirit guide, for sure. That's very exciting. Who knew that even in the afterlife, you still had career opportunities? You know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna get my my personal spirit guide certification. 
What's sad is that if you like Googled that, it probably would pop up. Yeah. Like someone out there is like, I'm gonna teach you how to be a spirit guide. Yeah, don't like, believe that. Selling people. an online course for like ten ninety nine. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it says your significant relationships, experiences, life events, and circumstances were all chosen specifically for you. Which again, I'm like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, you were like which spank me, daddy. <laughs> I was like, my spirit self was like, put in that suffering baby. <laughs> I say it's like a, you know, like a poor to middle class white woman. So just ignore me. But, you know, we all know. Anywho, so this contract contains the specific landing time and date of your birth and dictates a destiny that can be revealed through numerology. So, like, let me just clarify this really quick. So, when you are making your spirit contract, you chose the day and time that you were going to be born, which is like, what? I mean, amazing. I knew that I would love fall already before I was in this body. The book specifies that obviously you have this spirit contract, but or your soul contract. But there still is free will. And it says you can either fulfill your potential or play it small and miss out on your mission. And then do you have to start over again? Like you go back and you got to renegotiate. And like maybe you're like, no, this time give me the full gamut. And your spirit guide's like, now, you know, I don't think that that went as you thought it would last time. So maybe we should, like, negotiate for a few simpler things this time around. And then you're like, I have to, I need to walk it off. I gotta take a break. (laughs) Yes, though, but for real. I'm like, what on earth am I supposed to be accomplishing this year? Because... The the spirit guides are not being clear about, well, I guess now it's 2021, so maybe it will become more clear as we go. Now, it does say during your lifetime, like, you can right your past wrongs, you can resolve your karmic relationships, and it says that some of us achieve our soul purpose, some take detours, and others have to try again in the next lifetime. So, like, I'm guessing when you meet your ultimate goal, like, that's, like, Nirvana or whatever? The Summerland, or I don't know. There is a lot to decipher within your soul contract. Like, there's a, a bunch of stuff in there's there, like, obviously. Tons of fine print. <laughs> it says, like, obviously there's a lot to decipher, but we're going to be at the simplest place right now. Okay, we're starting off at the simplest level. Your date of birth reveals two guiding numbers, birthday numbers and your life path number. So today we are just focusing on our birthday number. It says that we will continue working and by the end of chapter three, we should have all of our core profile of numbers. But today we are just doing our birthday number. A birthday number is exactly what it sounds like. And it's that it's the day of your birth. The least cryptic thing in this episode. (laughs) In numerology, we work with the belief that your soul chose the day you were born, giving you the gifts, tools, and lessons you need to fulfill your destiny. So you chose this day because you were like, if I know the day that I was born, then it'll it'll give me clues in my life of how to fulfill my destiny. So these, I guess, are supposed to be, like, our clues as to what we need to do. Numerology Um, is very, um, like, you can't give blame to anyone else. 
there's this meme. Yeah, no, it's your fault. There's this meme that's like 25 years ago, my parents decided to have sex and now I have to pay taxes. But like numerology <laughs> is like 25 years ago, you chose to come onto this earth and now you pay taxes. Well, and even, I mean, like, honestly, the taxes metaphor is really going to get real here in just, a, in just a hot second. So if you have, like, a single birthday digit, like one through nine, your birthday number is the sum of the digits of the day you were born. So if you have a single number, like, you don't need to do any adding, dividing. So both you and I, easy. We're four and eight. We love that for us. If it's a double digit, like 12, then you simply add the two numbers together until you reach a single digit. So, like, um, one, 12 would be 1 plus 2. Your birthday number is 3, and so on and so forth. But if your birthday is the 11th, 22nd, or 29th, because 2 plus 9 is 11, you will not reduce to single digit. These are master numbers and will remain potent the way that they are so you and i did not get to be a master number we're not potent. but if you're li- well but the thing about master numbers i really wouldn't want to be one anyways and here's why <laughs> <laughs> i don't even care about master numbers i think it's really cool to just be a single digit number okay it says master numbers are given extra gifts and talents which comes with harder lessons and bigger expectations I don't do well under those types of pressure. <laughs> no, I, I immediately knew, like, the minute you were like, I don't want it. I was like, it involves more responsibility. <laughs> you should have been born as a um, as a master number. I feel like that would have been the right soul path for you. I've Your already mastered soul- it. <laughs> <laughs> Your soul didn't want it either. Your soul was like, nah, we don't want a master number. Like, who would pick that? No. Sometimes that's where you are in your journey, Margaret. I hate it. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so one through nine. Yay! Regular single digit. You can break down all the other double digits, but 11, 22, and 29 are special. History is filled with presidents, dictators, missionaries, and certified supervillains. A lot of them are the master number people this is like when it says that like most serial killers are whatever sign or whatever <laughs> yes that's what the master numbers are because it you know with great power comes great responsibility and sometimes people f that up so, so true so true now we're going on to taxes because basically it like went off on a little side lesson totally unprompted i turned the page and the pages is like all purple it's a totally different color it was like we need a side lesson i was like okay about karmic debt. We were so, very concerned about karmic debt when we heard about it. And apparently, if you're born on the 13th, 14th, 16th, or 19th, like, you are in karmic debt. Karmic debt is based on decisions we made in a previous life cycle. It lists the four numbers, and it says karmic debt can apply to any of the numbers, including life path numbers, birthday numbers, destiny numbers, soul numbers, or personality numbers. I guess we're going to learn all of those in your profile. There's like a whole complicated fraction thing that we'll explain at another time because I don't feel like dealing with it today. But basically, like when you have karmic debt, you have to list your number as a fraction. We'll get into that when we deal. Fractions were not my strong suit. As soon as I saw a fraction, I was like, I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) 
But it says, so if you're born on the 13th, the lessons contained in this number carry forward from laziness in a past life. And you have to prove to the universe that you are capable of completing something that you started. Then it says the 14th, it comes from overindulgence and abuse of pleasure in the past lifetime. So you have to avoid addictive substances and behaviors. Then 16, it carries the crime of passion. I'm like, does that mean that they murdered somebody? But it says people with this karmic debt often have a hard time communicating and being honest with the ones that they love. And then 19, which is the last karmic debt. This is all going to come back, I guess, in later. That's why we're learning it right now. 19, it says this number shows up only in very old souls who have epically abused their power in past lives. This karmic debt leads to trouble with authority figures. And it says you don't play well with others. So you have to learn to like get along with other people, basically, to resolve this karma. So I'm sorry to you if you were born on that day. Like, damn. So there are taxes that you have to pay, and I think these are going to come back. And the final thing that I wanted to talk about was our birthday numbers. Uh, we'll do you first. Wait. No, mine's four. We'll do me first. Um, especially because I feel like I have a lot of opinions about your birthday number. It's so my, my birthday number. <laughs> I do, and I think you're going to, too. I feel like both of us are going to have a lot of opinions. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying I have a lot of opinions about your birthday number. Maybe, I, okay, I'll let you, when we get there, we'll get there. Okay, so my birthday number is four. I was born on November 4th. It's so funny because I'm already like, I don't know. There are things I agree with and things I don't, as always. I mean, who are we? You are practical, reliable, hardworking, honest, and fair. You are organized and prompt. You like to have a plan and always want to know what to expect. Your lesson is to learn to release control. I feel like I agree with parts of that, and I disagree with parts of that in the sense that I do feel like I would always like to know what to expect. That is part of having anxiety. I really don't do well when I don't know what's going on and that's also the Scorpio in me who like wants to know everything about everyone and everything all the time I would not consider myself organized per se I guess if I compared myself to others then I could look organized if that makes to other improvisers well I think you're organized I think you're thinking like you know color-coded binders and like sticky tabs but when you were studying for ex your exam, you set out study schedules and you had your little whiteboard and you did your, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> when we have episodes, you do the prep work to have like beat by beat what we're going to cover. When we do creative meetings, when we decide what we need to have in order to do the meeting, you know, you get that stuff. So I think that you know, you schedule the best you can, you know, it's, it's being organized is, it's a process. It's not like it's just easy. So <laughs> it's I, just born into me on my birthday number. Yeah. I would say that you're organized because you like to know like when stuff is going to happen and how long you have to be there. And <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so like mine, I was like, okay, like I can, I yours, can get behind them. Yours to me just sounds like it's like, if you're born on the fourth, you have anxiety, you know, like, yes. that's what it sounds like, which is what it sounds like. So I agree, you know? Yeah. I was like, this is great. 
you know, not great. But I was like, yeah, you have anxiety. You do need to release some control and, like, not care as much about things happening around you. You know, just, like, let it go. You know, just fucking let it go. Now, your birthday number. (laughs) Number eight. Success is important and attainable for you. Which, right off the bat, I'm like, amazing! It's attainable! You've got it! You're attaining it! You love nice cars, labels, and name brand anything. Your lesson is to find balance between the spiritual and material, and to learn patience and loyalty. I'd like to hear your thoughts. I have, like, mixed feelings about, like... I don't need it to be I don't I don't care about cars at all to be honest like if I could not drive a car I would you know like but I do like nice things like I do like nice things but here's where I wanted to fight it though because I was like well that does make sense like Maggie does like nice things but you're not like I'm only getting the name brand the thing about you is that you like do all of the research into every product to like make sure that the product you're getting is the best product. You don't just see like a Gucci bag and are like, "Mm, I want Gucci. Like you're like, is that bag practical? What are the reviews? How much does it cost? Does this fit into my budget? Like you do like nice things, but they're actually nice. They're not fake nice. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that is a big difference to me between like being someone who likes fancy things and being someone who like, recognizes that quality in life is important and I feel like that's very much you is someone who like recognizes that quality is important but not necessarily the name brand that's true I do I like quality things I know I like really had a lot of thoughts when I read this I was like I don't know if I agree with any of that like I was like success is attainable for Maggie absolutely I agree with that part and what Um, was the second part it was Um, Your lesson is to find balance between the spiritual and material and to learn patience and loyalty, which... So I have, I was reading this thing about where someone was like, you know, like the way that you behave is in response to like the lessons you've learned in life. That's pretty like self-explanatory. And I would say that I am wildly independent determined to do things alone because I have had many experiences luckily not in relationship to my family but in relationship to many people I thought were my friends that Mm. I couldn't depend on them and so I see the part about learning loyalty a little bit in that but I am very loyal but I think it's like learning to believe that other people are loyal to me I just, like, assume that, like, nobody's, like, in my corner, you know? I'm just, like, I gotta look out for... I'm, like, that kid in, like, a page boy cap in, like, a 1920s movie. I'm, like, I gotta look out for me, boss. And, <laughs> um, and then patience I agree with as well, because, like, I want everything... Like, I'm, like, well, I'm doing the work, so where is it? <laughs> okay, I, when you put it that way, then I can see it, you know, but... It's so funny because I often ta- like I think that we're impatient in very different ways. My impatience stems from like I want like when it comes to people, for instance, I want everything like right away, like right now. I want to be best friends right now. I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend right now. Like I want to know your intentions with me immediately. Whereas I feel like you are like very much like just get to know people. Like where because and they then- have to. I have to learn. I have to decide if they're loyal. <laughs> well exactly 
Right. And so, I mean, I guess now that you've expanded on it, I don't have as many problems with it. But when I first read your description, I was like, I don't like it and I don't agree with it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You're defending <laughs> me. Defending my honor. Yeah, no, I think that I don't believe that a lot of people are looking out for me. But I think that <laughs> I try to look out for a lot of people because I wish that mm. more people looked out for me. And then that I am impatient and that I just think like, we always think this we're like well I've done all the work I'm 25 where is my movie deal as if you don't live to be like 90 something and like have to have stuff to do in the rest of your life you know yeah as if literally needs to be done when you're 30 you know so (laughs) well and I think that's a big takeaway that we can learn from anything in today's episode is that again the journey what's important the fucking journey, you know? It's like, I get tired of telling myself that because I am very much someone who's, like, about the end result. I am not about the journey. But then, like, I do feel like that's very important to learn in life is that it is about the journey. Like, it's like 90% of the life is the journey. The end is, like, the last couple of years you know what I mean like if you there's a reason books always end like when the couple gets together because the meaty part is the them getting together part exactly so I guess if you take anything from today's uh lesson you can take that you know you do have a personal spirit guide and (laughs) and it's about the journey so we're learning lessons this book is teaching us already we're learning things about ourselves and you know i'm excited to learn more about our core numbers i guess because that's yeah. only one of our core numbers damn we're made up yeah. of so many numbers <laughs> <laughs> i hate math numbers are overwhelming <laughs> god the, even just the fractions it was like si- it was like simple uncomplicated fractions and i just was like i can't do this and i will die the true irony of this all is that I am a visual learner, but every week you teach me stuff through auditory. auditory. <laughs> so, like, what a challenge for my brain. And so, like, all of the numbers, when you were like, these fractions and, like, these numbers that add up are master numbers, like, the minute you set listed the numbers, I forgot them. I understood, like, I heard what a master number was and was like, great, okay, took that in. But, like, if you were like, which master number was this, I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, that's what I'm promising right now. That's what I'm going to do for this Thursday's Instagram is I will make a list of all the numbers and categories that we put in today. So I will, I will make a small chart of the master numbers and the karmic debt numbers. And then like, just right. You know, I'll go regular numbers. (laughs) That's what I have to do. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, that's all I had. Yay. We're learning so much about ourselves. Just when you think there's nothing left to learn about yourself, the journey. The journey sneaks in. hate this fucking journey. Just kidding, I love it. (laughs) It's all about reframing. Amazing. Well, if you enjoyed anything from us, please share us with a friend. Join our Patreon. We had several new Patreon members this past weekend that we got to meet, which was very cool. 
So we love meeting you guys. It's always so fun. We get to like learn about the people who learn about us. <laughs> yeah. And so if you would like to join our Patreon and you have the means to support us financially, then patreon.com slash Zodiac Bitches. All that information is linked below. If um, you have an a-hole or astrology, you want some astrology, you just want to write in to us, we love a good general write-in. Then you can reach us on our social medias or our email. Again, everything is linked below. Please follow us. We post a lot of fun stuff on social media. And I do yoga classes every other week on our YouTube, also linked below. That's like the theme of this, like, I need like a little counter that's like, ding, linked below, ding, linked below. Yeah! <laughs> reach out to us, hit us up, be a part of our community. We want you to be a part of our community. That's the whole point of doing this. I'm Maggie D. And I'm Maggie D. May your stars align. Bye.